0: So welcome back to Wandering Into Wellness. Hey, folks. Hello. Um, we are here today with my lovely friend Kevin Callan, who is an acupuncturist. I used to work with him in the elbow Room in clinic there. And very excited to have him finally joining us. It very took nice a little bit of a little bit of needling. Oh, uh,
1: just a needling, needling. oh, oh there we go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Well done>. Yeah. <laughs> you're funny. off the mark. And funny. Fun number one.
0: Um, yeah, it took a, it took a little bit of um gentle coercion
2: yes it did well i think when you started talking to me about this topic in Mm. particular i felt like i had loads of opinions (laughs) (laughs) so So i was a little bit more confident about coming and talking to you
0: yeah and i just basically went okay no you have to come that's it i've decided you're coming have i nailed you down yeah yeah I, i beat you into it
1: but we had like a plan to do originally what we'd said was like one podcast with a bunch of men from different strata and spheres of society to talk about the role of men and patriarchy and all these sorts of masculine modern masculinity and then we planned to do one with with women but we realized after doing the first men's one quite quickly well Lydia certainly did it very quickly she's like shit failure I'm sorry <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> as in like we kind of we we almost realized I think, on the day of doing it mm-hmm. that we got a very weak cross-section of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then immediately after, dinner you know, we sort of realized there was a bunch of missed opportunities where we looked for maybe more kind of like toolkit approaches for men to kind of like manage their, you know, their self-worth around this sort of around this topic and all those other things where we, we sort of just didn't quite get to tease them out. It's just a huge topic. I think in this massive, it's Too too much in one hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think what we did was a really good groundwork mm. in it. I think we did an interesting start of a mm. conversation that this is a topic that Is about continually asking those questions and delving deeper and self-reflecting and naturally that space and time between the first podcast and this one has brought up a load of more stuff certainly for me to think about and Mm. when I was listening back to it I realized oh hang on we haven't touched on this and we haven't touched on this and we haven't touched on this Mm -hmm. and these are really important things and something that was definitely interesting that we had talked about during the week um, me and Kevin was that I was looking for this one to have Kevin along and then also try and find an expert on patriarchy and the effects of patriarchy on men specifically yeah. or on raising boy children specifically. And it's surprisingly hard to find experts who have any kind of speciality and the effects of patriarchy on men. There's plenty on the effects of patriarchy on women mm-hmm. and very, very few on men, which seems kind of to get to the heart of the topic, really
2: well yeah i mean you're you're talking about a very important <laughs> group, group when you're talking about patriarchy mm. you're not talking about how it affects men. you're not talking about patriarchy yeah. uh, because you know somehow you know somehow the inference is when it's not talked about is that m- men and certainly i'm sure men who don't necessarily think about this too deeply, might feel slightly attacked by this Me Too movement or, you know, what's being called a new wave of feminism or, you know, because they feel that they're being told that they are responsible for patriarchy, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That they're doing patriarchy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because men murder women and men rape women and all of that. So all of that is true. But when you're not talking about the effects of patriarchy on men, you're 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 not actually talking about it you're just talking about women's experience of patriarchy i think you know because most of the raising in my house was done by a woman and i think that's true of most houses so if men are being taught patriarchal values they are being taught them by women Mm. as much as they are by men which is really interesting isn't it Mm. that's yeah i mean look you know it's not women's job to point out to men what patriarchy does does to them yes you know it's not women's (laughs) job but men are not incentivized to examine how patriarchy affects them because Mm -hmm. most men gain a lot of privilege from patriarchy they get a lot of power from it and it's, it's, just like,
1: like even now, if we were to take somebody who's say a 10 year old now, do you think he's going to gain that privilege from patriarchy now? Is he gaining that? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, absolutely still,
2: absolutely still. I mean, uh, as came up in your last podcast, you know, uh, girls and boys are still gendered heavily about right. what's valuable about them. And what's valuable about little girls is mm-hmm. them to be a princess. And what's valuable about men is that, oh, isn't he boisterous? You know or oh isn't he you know little ructions or boys will be boys or you know all that stuff so you get a message straight away and as as a queer little kid you notice like well i'm neither pretty nor ructions
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty <laughs> so, so what am i you know what <laughs> i mean i
2: know like i'm not allowed to be you know i have a very vivid memory so this is how early it was with me that i was aware of the effects of the values i was young enough to be like not in school yet so i was probably in play school hmm. and i used to my mom's not a very femme woman she doesn't have a lot of heels but i managed to find a pair of heels of hers and i was clipping i loved clipping around her heels and i would have a t-tail on my head and my mom who is very sound very, yeah, like erica badu hmm. like Oh, you no, know, no, no, i talk talk that. so that you can... Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, okay.
1: okay, obviously. I'm not sure what <laughs> you're supposed <talking>, to <right>? Yeah, <laughs> <I'm not> yeah. <laughs> differences are being
2: revealed here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so she cornered me, you know, she's very, very sound, my mum, you know, very right on ahead of her time, and kind of, you know, said, not in an accusing way at all, very gently asked me, would I prefer to be a girl? And I knew immediately, say absolutely not even though i was like hell yeah i want long hair i want to be able to have my shoes make noise when i walk you know i want a bit of swish
1: yeah
2: but i knew before i had been out in the world Uh so not to get too airy fairy about it there's something Mm. in the ether Mm. there there's Mm. something handed down there Mm where you know that it's it's not that it's unnatural you know that it's not allowed yeah because it is natural because i'm being perfectly natural as a four-year-old doing that sort of stuff but i still know that little boys aren't allowed to do that and Mm -hmm. that i'm invalidated if i do that you know what i mean and i think kids are still wholesale getting that message absolutely they're they're wholesale Mm -hmm. getting that message Mm -hmm. i think this current conversation that's happening now on mass is is and 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 the 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 gorgeous anger of you know women's marches and the this not consent marches and starts to pierce holes in that
1: yeah but um but in terms of their maybe you're saying that they're that is still not the conversation. That's reflecting on how those ideals are being handed down. That's about the the anger back at the patriarchy and the now, made, yeah.
2: Because it's women's job to make sure that they're not murdered, sure. that they get equal pay. That it's not women's yeah. job to sort it all out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> have need to, to be in it together a bit more. Yes, exactly. They yeah. have to demand it. But like, you can't. But but there is, I feel, a gap between that, and then expecting men to to fix something that's mm. not broke for them mm. like why would a straight white ma- middle-class male with the economic opportunity have any reason to question how his gender was policed when he was little if he felt it reasonably comfortable to step into that yeah. and it gained him all of this connection with his cohort <laughs> yeah and what's yeah. unique about being gay is mm. you get the adjacent privilege of being white and male mm-hmm. and that my sexuality isn't announced in every situation mm-hmm. when i apply for a job before people know me when i go to the bank when i get a loan you know nobody knows mm-hmm. they just see me you don't as look like i'm looking for a loan yeah you know, <laughs> exactly exactly although i regularly do <laughs> <for a lunch laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean like they're not you know so i get all of this privilege yeah but I Interesting. but I have been hugely affected by patriarchy yeah. negatively and it is something that I've had to survive. Oh. And you you get a unique you get a unique insight into how performed masculinity is. Yeah. Because I've had to um learn first of all in your teens the situations where you had to perform more in a more masculine manner
0: mm-hmm.
2: deepen the voice not pronounce your ing's not sound too well spoken not you know because i come from a working class okay you know so Got not you. working it's class rural okay place yeah um so you know you you notice the work that all of that is and then you eventually when you move to a city and escape the rules you then can be yourself. Mm. It must and take a lot of
1: layers of onion peeling to get to Yeah, that's, where you're that's
2: part of the com that's part of the coming to terms of being gay thing. Yeah. It's 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 a a huge part of it is to get to see how patriarchy was rammed down your throat, how you were invalidated mm-hmm. from before you ever really were gay. From when you were very little yeah if you identified outside the very strict rules of what's yeah. allowed for men that we were talking about earlier yeah um you are first of all similar to women not exactly the same but similar to women you're in you're at physical risk mm-hmm. you can be attacked and i regularly was physically mm. attacked um but you also know like you you just are invalidated by both men and women because you there's nothing more dangerous than than challenging gender norms yeah because you're upending the whole system
1: absolutely uh, where did you first try to pick up your new self-worth or where did you first look for sources of that or what what was your um Oh, in
2: my teens, I met a lot of other freaky little queers that were interested in music and art and drinking lots and taking lots of drugs. Okay. And so we had that pain in common and those interests in common. Yeah. And we delighted in our difference, you know, and everyone else was dreadfully pedestrian Mm. and ignorant. And yeah. I would wager a lot of them still are. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that little rage hasn't gone away. cool, <laughs> Be cool. Kat, be cool. Um,
2: and so, yeah. And so that was the first time that mm. I that I knew that there was a power. That there was a delicious freedom in being forced to step outside mm. what was allowed for straight men and straight women, mm. and that you. that it wasn't a consolation prize it was amazing right yeah 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 to be outside all of that because god help them they don't know how great their life is yeah but you feel you have to suffer for your art you absolutely do you absolutely Mm. do and it gets the better of some people and Mm. you know that is the reason why gay kids and adults are more likely to be addicts are more likely to commit suicide you know or or die younger all of that stuff Mm. and depending on the acceptability of your queerness right up to you know um um trans issues and all of that mm-hmm. you know it's more and more difficult
1: yeah
2: and the outcomes and survival rates and you know all of that stuff are more, and more difficult for yeah. for the the more queer you are yeah right? and, yeah and queer being not n- not fitting into these very narrow
1: heteronormative things
2: yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh yeah. And so it's been interesting because I've moved home to where I escaped from at 17 and um, never, ever wanting to go back. Wow. Ever ha- have to, after having been traumatized, really. Um, and so after doing a lot of growing and, and a, a lot of um, coming to terms with myself and um, becoming very happy and secure, I find myself living back at home and being in the company of people who have never had to leave, never had to question the values of sending their kids for first communion even though they don't go to mass mm. or the um the fact that there is no shame in them saying that they're afraid if they're a man or um that there's no shame in saying that they're wrong if they're a man or you know or not being able if they're a man and all of that stuff and all of the performed sighing in a certain way when you sit down holding your shoulders in a certain way like i see it in the gym you know yeah. grunting when you drop things yeah. not answering people, you if you say are you done with those weights and wow. they, you know for fear that they may i want to ask them what do you think i'm going to think of you yeah if you say yes thank you i'm done with that <laughs> Isn't
1: it weird?
2: do you think i'm, I'm, I'm politeness I'm, is a sign of
1: non non-mas, exactly, mm-hmm.
2: and, and and i would say you know different classes for the want of a better description sure. you know you know i'm certainly from the background that i come from that's what the message i got
1: it's kind of funny so almost we're saying as as the perception is that as you move from a blue collar environment and become move towards a more genteel class structure in society that maybe there's a sense looking at that from the blue collar blue collar society that there's uh, masculinity has gone from that level of society as well. Is that well, no, they've got, they've just got they have a
2: broader, they've a broader set of rules. Yeah. If you're, let's say, middle class, you're allowed. So, for example, um, the unconscious messages that I would have been given, not mm-hmm. by my parents, by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. bless them, they were very permissive of me being me, cool. by, and loving and nurturing and or the reason why I'm still around, you know. Great. Right. Uh, but growing up, you know, if you weren't into GAA and if you weren't into uh, being boisterous and domineering and overpowering and competitive and violent, you and and didn't behave in the way that carries those values, so that you weren't, you know, demonstrative in your physicality and you weren't, uh, you know, or you, or you were good in school for example, because I would have been reasonably good at school, you know, yeah. and I would have went and tried to be, do my best and all of that. That was not allowed. You are doing a few things wrong there. Yeah. yeah, I was doing quite a few things <laughs> wrong, well, you know. Now, I yeah. was yeah. cute enough and supportive enough at home to know that this is my path out of here, you know, and I felt like an alien dropped into the middle of that. I was like, why about aren't that. people admiring music and fashion and why, why aren't people talking about anything that's interesting to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And why am I being physically attacked? It wasn't even that i have a problem or had as a little child with what other people were interested in it was like i was like you're grand over there just leave me alone you know, know. Yeah. like don't attack me for having dolls like yeah. I'm i'm grand here you know <laughs> so you were actively policed i guess out of the fear because you're
1: threatening the patriarchy thing in the first place as well yeah know?
2: but that's why all the children that are being taught that it's dangerous you know it's dangerous and
1: that doll might burn
2: you <laughs> yeah i'm sorry and i shouldn't be behind the table but like the big thing is that Fundamentally, that anything that is deemed to be female is derisive. It's it's to be, it's to a man should be in no way female. So Mm. the big thing slur that would have been hurled to me when I was very little before secondary school. In secondary school, it would have been you know faggot or freak because I had style. Um, (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, um, <the> prim- <laughs> exactly, <laughs> But uh, primary school was, it was that you were a woman, you know, yeah. that that was it, that you were a woman or you were a city, which was the inference that you were in some way a woman. <laughs> and I remember going home, I actually can vividly remember like standing in the kitchen, what the kitchen was like and all that and um, being um, really like frustrated to the point of tears, you know, about I think my uh, foster brothers at the time, and the neighbour boy kids um, rounded on me, as kids do. It it wasn't necessary. It was... I was the pick of the day that day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they went to their, their, their usual one with me, which was that I was a woman and a sissy. And also that I was a squealer, that I would tell ta- and I never told a tale in my life, but it was that you that was their way of policing you, if you know yeah. what I mean. That yeah. you were weak willed because you wouldn't participate in anything that was bold or yeah. bad. Yeah. And that you were therefore going to be the one that was going to tell. Jesus. And so all of that was all wrapped up in that you were a woman By the mafia came about. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so all of that was wrapped up in that you're a woman mm. and that women are women are all of those things and and that it is the worst thing in the world for you to be like that yeah. but i went home anyway and i said this to my mom that i was absolutely fed up with it and i was frustrated and and it, and it hurt me you know was what i was getting at and her answer to that was because my mom's right on she's like well where's the insult in being called a woman i don't i don't understand you
1: oh, geez your mom's amazing
2: what? she was like well part really of it was be. i wanted her to be well i wanted her to i was frustrated i want to actually kill her and i probably went i probably went silent for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> and huffed if my uh, if i remember my form rightly but she was trying to get me to be responsible for not reacting to their values, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I wanted a little bit of sympathy because I was being, you know, picked on and devalued. I mean, I knew their values were wrong, I, you know, um, didn't believe that women were inferior. Yeah, and yeah. in my house, my mom was the boss, so I actually had, you know, she was the main earner, she was the one that took oh, responsibility, all okay. that sort of stuff, so um. So it wasn't that, it was more that I felt the injustice of being in some way invalidated for who I was, Mm -hmm. so that I wasn't a woman, but I was like me and there was nothing to describe me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. And so, you know, you go through all of that, you hit drink hard at teens and go to loads of gigs and have loads of fun and Mm -hmm. meet other people like that, but you then are kind of carrying the wounds of that Mm -hmm. for sure. And definitely the referendum was a huge healing time for all of that, for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Participating in sorting all that stuff out made you kind of get in touch with the reality of how it affected you. But you still see the effects of it now where I am deeply uncomfortable around straight men when I'm one-on-one with them and I don't have something prescribed to talk about.
1: That's really interesting.
2: Yeah. So if we were in a pub somewhere oh, and I didn't you know, know you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get him to squirm. I don't know. I'm, squirm
1: as well. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I would be now. Like I'm told by people I've confided this in that I don't show that, but I absolutely hate it. So all my lovely girlfriends' um, husbands, who are lovely men, must think I'm a weirdo
1: is it because you you're picking up on what you expected from them when they were seven years old yeah then, yeah, yeah, yeah all of that like you it. just
2: i just and also you you do, i don't they are like aliens to me i walked away from all from their group yeah i walked away from because it just it was i i i didn't get it and i had no currency in it mm. and on top of that then i was attacked for not easily fitting in with it mm and so I had to form my own thing and so consequently when I'm in their company in work professionally I can totally be easy breezy comfortable you know and same with you comfortable no problem but put me at a house party or a pub situation where I can't hear properly anyway which makes it doubly um (laughs) difficult you know and I then I just go into a blind panic going what am I going to talk to this man about i don't even like his (laughs) (laughs)
1: t-shirt like
2: Like, you know i can't and it's you know
1: it's not like we don't have things in common it's interesting isn't it you're just your your first thought is like shite we won't have anything on them but actually you can't get past that to the the obvious and easy ones because there's loads of things i'm sure that you're gonna share
2: there's that but the wound is that i don't feel good enough around them oh really okay Yeah really oh that's still there that's that's a, the no, that, no. that's the wound is that, that... you're going to be
0: judged and found lacking
2: yeah or that i am lacking
0: mm.
2: not even that they're judging me
0: because so, okay. i
2: don't still fear homophobic judgment from yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't it's not that it's that i am lacking
0: Because that message was given to you from such an early age consistently. consistently.
2: And consistently. You can still do courses in DIY, man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's lots we can do. I'll just talk about that. I mean, you know,
2: bless (laughs) me, like in late teens, I flirted with the idea of making myself swat up on football. You really are. That's a wonder. Yeah. Conversation with people and you know i remember when i first moved to dublin in the early years being in taxis and actually indulging in football conversation the <laughs> barbers, that i knew nothing about and there's ways you can answer things to yeah. make it sound oh good. there are absolutely are so, i not yeah, to them
1: i also yeah, don't enjoy the football thing yeah, yeah or you know the barbers either you know yeah um, no, that's painful, that's why I should shave my hair. Yeah, like, and out of, like, way
2: too yeah. and all through my 20s i cut got my own hair. <laughs> right there, yeah. yeah, because I just, not because I had a phobia, but because it's just, I, I did not connect with that. Yeah, mm. That the barbershop male, That male vibe, you know, and so...
0: But so what can we do? So I have a son. Mm. What can we be doing in our raising of boys now that changes the narrative around this? What are the subtle differences that can be made?
2: Well, what I loved about your earlier podcast with the other guys, you know, that manifesto that you mentioned and about talking about teaching kids to be good people. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's very exciting about the trans rights movement is that it's pushing the boundary of what actual gender means Mm -hmm. way out. Way beyond what I thought we'd get away with this this early on in my lifetime. Cool. It's just all of a sudden leapt forward, so that you begin to it gets diluted so much, which of course scares conservative people. But it gets diluted so much that what does it actually mean mm. to be any gender? And I don't mean just looks wise. I mean uh, values wise and how you carry yourself in the world and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's it's i uh, personally i don't have kids but personally i would be constantly pointing out to them how skewed the value system is at Mm. the minute Mm. and its purpose you know that's what's interesting about it is that i think really you need to see that the system of patriarchy has an actual purpose it's not by accident Mm. it's not because men are men and women are women and it just ended up being that way it has a it has a purpose for allowing people for for giving people a framework within which they can hide and deal with fear in in my opinion and you can't I think it's no good teaching a young person that everyone's different and um no one's any particular gender and it's just important to be nice and kind and all that kind of stuff because you do have alpha male male children that are very boisterous and you do have very femme yeah boys and very femme girls and all the all the in between Mm. you know
1: yeah
2: so there are you know extremes of of the gender norms already in little kids it's more about that one thing's right and one thing's wrong that i have a difficulty with that Mm. you know one thing is the ideal and another thing isn't and what is the purpose of that the purpose of that is keeping people hemmed in
1: Mm. It's weird how early it starts like i keep hearing as we started these conversations particularly how early boys will recognize that they aren't allowed to cry it's something like it's like three years old or two years old it's mm. four mm. was it okay yeah by four by four years old mm. just mad uh, and that they'll start to like reject the doll thing <clears throat> and embrace the football thing mm. like when they're two so they're like. It's so close to nature in terms of nurture, like it's from the absolute get-go. It almost seems to happen in the womb. So they, they pick it up, I think, a lot of them. Or it's very subtle. How uh, it's
2: disallowed ones that aren't necessarily going to be rage and fashionistas, mm-hmm. or either, or, or 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 queer in some way either, but mm. they have a natural um, interest in those sorts of things. Mm. They pick up on that it's it's not really what's done from other kids and you know all that sort of stuff what's interesting is I remember the times that I was policed as a little child I wonder do straight men remember when they went oh I better not show that that's not allowed for me
0: well like two instances that I can think of in my head is for my son um there's a shoe shop that I go to sometimes in Greystones and he, We went in there and I was just waiting for the lady to bring out a pair of shoes for me to try on and he was like, I want to try on shoes and he went straight over to a pair of kind of glittery, sparkly, high heel shoes <laughs> while she was in the back and he put them on and he was kind of plopping up and down. Of course he couldn't walk properly in them at all and I was just thinking, oh my god, he's going to break them, I'm going to have to pay for them, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> um And she came out and she was like, oh no, 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 you wouldn't want to put those shoes on, son. And it wasn't because he was going to break
1: them. No, and, uh, it
0: was, the message was there, mm. and I could see him kind of. Mm. He didn't know, yeah. and he just kind of. There was a, but there was a moment in him of. Yeah. of That's happening all the time. Yeah, I'm and sure. you
2: know that a little bit of him burned with shame mm. Mm. about that he made a misstep. Yeah. That he broke some rule or other. You that know? he didn't understand. Yeah, and yet he loves
1: breaking the freaking rules. He does. Yeah. He does. Like, yeah.
0: And my brother too, who obviously is an actor, mm. um he would have always tried to wear my mum's high heel shoes I mean he just would have worn them and clumped around and he would have come down We had these big sweeping and he would have come down the staircase and done this whole <laughs> thing Sounds and like my fun. stepbrother yeah. <laughs> would have been like like nearly physically vomiting at the vision of my brother clumping down the stairs well, and how yeah. he just like uh, like could not handle it just yeah. like repulsed yeah. by the thing and my brother being my brother of course with do, it, do more. it twice as much. But yeah. that's the same response that my son would do. It's mm. not that he didn't care. Mm. It's that he cared so much that he, he didn't want to lose face. So he's just like, I'm going to do it more and more and more exactly, but and see ha- what it happens. It's still the, the same, same effect. effect.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, mm. it's interesting. It's just really interesting to see, first of all, to get to grips with what, what is really disallowed for men because I don't see it spoken about anywhere Mm. you know I don't see any male leaders on social media in response to everything kind of going this is what's going on here you know we're not allowed to feel anything we're not allowed to um show vulnerability we're not allowed to be afraid Mm. so that we have to bully or alpha our way out of our fear um we have to hold ourselves in a certain way we have to sit in a chair a certain way we have to get up in a certain way we have to be good at certain things Mm. you know we have to be able to dominate and both women and men expect that because that's what everybody's taught and so when it comes to actually experiencing their own humanity they're absolutely ill-equipped and they go around murdering and (laughs) raping women right you know they're, like, that's the statistics, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And they kill themselves more often. And we're like, oh, I, w- I just I wonder why men are so hard to <laughs> get to the doctor. Like, because they're absolutely petrified and nobody taught them how to be afraid or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Women live in vulnerability. Mm-hmm. They live in vulnerability all the time. That's what they're busy telling everybody. Mm-hmm. We have to be afraid all of the time. And physiologically and economically, we're more likely to be poor, we're more likely to be attacked, we're more we're responsible for Other people's lives we live in fear and uncertainty all the time is what i hear women saying in one way or another Mm. and men don't even know they are afraid Mm. right they don't even know like the patients that come in to me was it so well layered over yeah they just uh, they haven't realized because certainly because i would suffer have suffered badly with mismanaged anxiety Mm. and um I recognize the signs from a mile off impatience and to try and get a man to connect with the fact that they're actually afraid and mm. that's why they've got Globus Hystericus or that's why they've got, you know, that's actually they're racked with anxiety. It's not even in their vocabulary, a lot of men, because it's disallowed. Yeah. Mm. So. Life is scary. Being a human and growing and living in uncertainty and showing up, even though everyone's guaranteed to go to shite yeah. in the end, nothing yeah. about language yeah. but, uh, is scary. Yeah. And men are left with absolutely no tools with mm. which to deal with that. So, I just was really struck when I moved home to Dundalk, mm. going to the gym because I would have gone to city centre gyms, mostly gay people in them, you know. in 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 smithfield certainly Mm. a a broad mix and you had alpha people in it but they weren't the predominant Mm. and so i go to this gym in dundalk lovely gym and there's loads of really nice men in it obviously normal men but they're they've never had to a lot of them have never had to move away they've lived there their whole lives they've you know they've been involved and held and validated by small town values so they've never
1: had to question the system Is Kevin, so kevin's permeating into this thing what, what well if, what's i'm like suddenly watching them from behind you know <laughs> judging them, <kind> of <laughs> bless them
2: but you notice right down to how they put their gym bag down and what yeah. they talk about in mm-hmm. the, i'm like i just see tiny little toddlers mm-hmm. fragile little children yeah. underneath this very thin crust of laughable yeah.
1: masculinity so, and bravado so where, where how do you go to 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 try and permeate that thin crust in a way that's good. like do you do you try do you kind of leave well enough alone i mean like I, I, it sounds like you have a agenda to try you feel like you're you're an agent in this thing a bit well
2: i don't know i think i don't you know i don't because i i have that wound around, around okay. straight men that i'm yeah. kind of afraid of them not afraid of them i feel not good enough around them and so, even though
1: you were you're seeing how weak they are as not yeah. being able to show their vulnerability that the strength and the courage is in oh, the vulnerability yeah. that you show yeah. and that you feel like you're afraid of their lack of lack of death
2: well I think it's because childhood wounds are it's a different Indeed. element of yeah. me isn't yeah. it it's that yeah. little child has mm-hmm. never really um, that part of you has never really gotten over that mm. and that is what's screaming to get away from them, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like, it, yeah, it's just I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> leave them, leave them to it, yeah. it. This, <laughs> this is not for <laughs> you, <laughs> they, they make their own mischief, leave them to it, <laughs> um, but what's interesting though is nobody that I, am sure if I was better read, there are certainly people talking about, you know, theorists talking about it or whatever, but in the, in popular culture, there's nobody really talking about is it any wonder like you it, it seems it seems the cart before the horse to ask men to stop raping and murdering women and not give them some tools to be able mm. to deal with their own humanity yeah it see or, or alert them to the fact that they're actually being policed within an inch of their own mm-hmm. life that they can't even answer somebody's questions about a dumbbell in a gym without questioning their own validity as a man mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing when you break it down and that's in every little simple movement i
0: mean everything even uh, thinking of like when in the last one we were talking about do we need to redefine masculinity and if we break down those old archetypes is there a need to create a new archetype or is it that there's just no archetypes And then what are the definitions between like, what is the thing that makes female versus what is the thing that makes male compared to just what is what is really Mm -hmm. what is it to be human? Um, What I hear a lot coming up in situations is people analysing a situation and someone saying, you know, well, men tend to find that a harder thing or like or a man saying, you know, like, men find that harder to deal with so I'm going to deal with that harder or I'm going to react in this kind of a way because that's us that's men just guy. tend to do that yes yeah, so, so it's, it's like, like identity it's identifying and it's it's a given and it's like um a, a learned behavioral response of like a held it's more it's a held belief mm-hmm. I will re- end up reacting this way because it's my belief that I will yeah. and is it about us needing to or men in this specific instance coming back to looking at when they're reacting to things or looking at their behaviour and things and going like what are my values around what makes me comfortable as me rather than is this a a value that's been put on me that's prescribed to be masculine? Is Is this actually how I want to react or am I just reacting this way because it's been taught?" To me.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you're not going to get men to do that of their own volition because of the privilege associated with being a man.
0: Right.
2: I, like, that's the thing, you know, most men, I mean, you know. <laughs> Could you hear me? I was <laughs> <laughs> like, hang on a second. Most men, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously, you know, there, there are men that want to, there are obviously lots of men want to do right, mm. you know. But the difficulty is, is that we said this the other, other week, didn't we? Like, On a personal level, those things that are destructive to me, I find difficult to let go of. Yeah. So I'll have a meditation regime and an eating regime, an exercise regime, Mm. and a balance around work and all of that, and I'll feel connected and generous and quick to forgive. And you know, I'll be living a life where I'm having a nice time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be small (laughs) children singing (laughs) already. And then, (laughs) you know, I will get, you know, something will challenge me and some, I'll feel uncomfortable in some way and I'll revert to type Mm. of all the ways in which I numb out. And, you know, I have been around some merry-go-round a fair few times and you kind of sit there going, okay, so um, I'm toxic, whichever now. And, (laughs) you know, I haven't been to the gym in two weeks, you know, why, why is it I keep doing this? And, there is an element of that what you might call ego or that much what you might call fear or the devil mm-hmm. in some traditions, mm-hmm. you know, that has its own power and wants itself to be furthered and has its ways of rearing itself up and charming you into saying, this time it'll be different, Kevin, it's going to be grand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: try this, yeah, try yeah, that. Sure, yeah. Just do it slightly differently. You can
2: with, Yeah, <laughs> you can handle it. And in <laughs> fairness, people are awful, so you need to be known. You know
1: so. <laughs> yeah. so that sort of stuff and um there's the term we, we've come across a lot lately since we i think we heard it first in one of our podcasts we did in bulgaria called honoring your shadow yes um which i think is actually a beautiful way of talking about it maybe yes. a very permissive way of talking about it but if, i think if it's, if it's dealt with in a kind of a, a an honest kind of light that there's there's an aspect to to people's darkness that is also i don't know maybe not to be embraced but certainly not to be dismissed oh yeah like the 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 the, it's it's okay to want to howl at the moon and rage at it and 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 that has to come out in one way or another yeah you have to be
2: curious about it and and not run away from it and all that sort of stuff and not not try and fix it and accept it yes but i guess why i'm talking about it is that patriarchy is a beast of the same kind Mm. it is an answer to Mm -hmm. humanity's fear yeah Mm. It is, if men are like this and women are like that, everything will be fine and you won't have to worry about uncertainty. Yeah. That's what yeah. really... That's actually what, what it is, you're right, it's yeah. the default. Yeah, yeah that's what you're convene. really taught, is that you will have connection with your core heart, heart. you will have it with yours, mm. everyone will know their place. Yeah. Please, God, don't let the gays mess it up on us. <laughs> Can't we just
1: go back to it, can say <laughs> <it's more laughs> nice, it sounds so easy? It really? <laughs> <does don't>, really <laughs> <it> except <laughs> for not, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> you're kind Sorry, of screwing, screwing this
2: up? just it <laughs> Yeah, I know, and we can just try harder. <laughs> and, you know, it, like I've heard it said, and I don't know whether it's true, the most fertile parts of any ecology are at the fringes, right? Interesting. The yeah, most resilient yeah. yes. plants yeah, uh, true. are, are, yeah, we are, are at the fringes, mm. and, you know, us humans are the same. It's always mm. the freaks, the queers, the feminists, the lesbians that agitate. Yeah for more humanity more change diversity yeah uh, and i guess you know what's interesting is when you talk about because you're asking the questions i know you're trying to leave me to answer a question Um, (laughs) uh, and you know about what do we do though you know what do we do like but, for
0: people listening yes who are going oh hang on i haven't really thought about this or these questions are coming up that actually i don't really know yeah how do i make change how do i stop well
2: look you can you can hear that i'm passionate first of all to identify the problem mm-hmm. i haven't heard it identified i just because i'm not very widely read clearly you know what i mean i'm sure it's there as people are talking about it but certainly not in pop culture on social media i don't hear people talking about This is the effects of it on men. This is how policed they are within Mm. their life. This is why they behave in the way they do. And we need to identify that and Mm. call it out and discuss it. And there's that gorgeous term, toxic masculinity, Mm. right? And that encapsulates it all, right? That's what toxic masculinity describes. Mm. But nobody's really pulling that apart. Given, I want to hear lots of straight men going, I remember when. When I was little, I realized I wasn't allowed to be like this yeah. and I just decided it was worth it, that price was worth it. But the other unspoken about prices costs are that you're not allowed to be sad, you're not allowed to be afraid, you're not allowed to be weak, Yeah. you're not allowed to be soft, you're not allowed to underperform economically, you're, you know,
1: yeah.
2: all of those things are the price of being a member of that club. Whereas I'm allowed to do all of those things because nobody expects anything off me. No wonder we're all jealous of <laughs> <laughs> That's why we actually are having fabulous life. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the stuff that I'm really
1: grateful about. It's, doing it's funny in my family, so I remember dressing up in my mum's and my grand's dresses and hats and stuff as like for there's a photo of it in, in I remember from my grand's house I'm like my, my sister and my cousin dressed up in like a load of my my mum's or my grandson. And uh, so it was like it wasn't something that was frowned upon. It was a very fairly conservative upbringing like i had like presbyterian blah, blah blah thing and it wasn't but that wasn't particularly friendly in itself at all and i think my mum really wanted me to kind of move towards kind of the art thing she thought that i had that in me and then realized fairly quickly that i couldn't drop shit. um i developed later life thank god uh but then there was still i still very much like whether it was knee-jerk reflex or whatever but found myself in heteronormative lifestyle and definitely with the like the anger issues and all those sorts of things that come with that like a hundred percent yeah but but i wasn't it wasn't it wasn't crushed out of me that part of it at all but i still defaulted into that yeah
2: But I would wager, and I might be wrong, that it was indirectly, yeah, yeah. by yes. society, it's still around, yeah, because you're you're, you're just, not not, media just not
1: you know that if you're you're in a group of lads, it's, what mm, the rules are. Yeah, it's pretty scary that if your immediate environment where you're being brought up can be that can be great, can be open and permissive and whatever else and broad and liberal, but then the outer world, which is you know, I mean, your son's about to go into like big school or whatever, that's what unfortunately is is going to shape. The thing, isn't it? So it's it's really at a school level where we have to do so much more at that to try and to try and tackle that masculine yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, like, because sure, I mean, all his teachers certainly. are going to be women though, as well. I think you know, actually. Yeah, largely that. Totally. Apart
0: from the sports teachers. Yeah.
1: And yeah, even there's um, that
0: thing of like I I can see it in his in his peer group and in the parents of his peer group. There's this thing now of like they're all four and that the parents or the certainly the dads or I don't know whether it's coming from the mums or the dads, but going like we should get them into like football club or Mm. rugby club now because they're just going to get on so much better in school if they're really good at sport
1: yeah
0: and you're like what yeah even if they're not actually interested in balls like my son isn't interested in playing balls at all Mm -hmm. but there's still that thing of like you should get him into football club because he's going to get on so much better in school if he's just good at sport yeah he literally couldn't care less yeah i mean could not care less about playing with a ball. He's
1: interesting because he's 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 an alpha, like, mm-hmm. and alphas we traditionally understand are going to be good at putting balls into nets. <laughs> Where
0: are you going with that? Well, I, mean, I
1: don't know. Ball sports have a certain like I don't know a certain veneer to them, or a certain like uh, there's corollaries from one ball sport to the next that the ball goes in a hole. Uh, again, mm-hmm. kind of like gender stereotypes just getting reinforced. It's great that he's not into it yeah I mean, it's brilliant he's like he's not buying into that thing immediately <laughs> he doesn't understand why
0: yeah but I mean he doesn't get the choice though does he it's it's us as parents that are trying to make give him the message mm-hmm. that in order to get on well in school it's important for him to go and do those ball sports mm.
2: yeah. so well, that's... you understand why because you know the parents were the best for their children mm-hmm. and they don't want to be test running deconstructing patriarchy with their children <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's exactly what they need to do exactly test run deconstructing patriarchy patriarchy with your children yeah exactly
2: (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's you know it's not going to be your national connection you want to steer them towards something where they're going to have an easy life and um and so you can understand why parents you know as you know the big bugbear i have is you know non-judgmental going parents confirming their kids and dressing their their daughters up in little virgin outfits and all, all that stuff that's a mm. whole other podcast mm. you know um but you understand why it comes you know from the same place yeah com- yeah and they you know uh, can, and and i think when you've particularly when you're being when you're queer you've you've had to think about that mm. you've had to think about all of that and figure all that stuff out you know
0: mm. talking of children yeah Read a pretty interesting article today uh uh, that was talking about how, essentially, how patriarchy was affecting men in as much as men who were in their, say, 40s and were childless weren't being represented in media mm-hmm. in any way other than the man who lives in his mother's basement and has a big pot belly and is just basically a bit useless. Mm-hmm. And the men in the article were saying how women in media in uh, that kind of age are often represented as like kooky and cool and they've carved out their own path and they're they like doing wine. their thing they like wine exactly yeah, and yeah. partying and having yes. fun yeah. um, and they don't need children mm-hmm. um, but there isn't that representation for men and that there isn't a narrative around that for men and mm-hmm. that it that actually when you look at the statistics men who end up not having children who wanted children feel the effects of childlessness worse than women because they don't have this language around it. They don't have a way of sharing with other people, they don't have a way of expressing Mm. that loss or that grief within their friend culture and so it comes out in, in anxiety and it comes out in depression and it comes out in drinking.
1: So do you think a single woman who arrives to a party of whatever nieces or nephews or friends kids or whatever and there's a lot of other family things there. You think there's less of a stigma for her arriving than there is for, say, me arriving, or like, or kept it? is that is that kind of what you're saying?
2: Well, could I answer that? I mm. don't think there is. I mm. think there's there's as much or more of a stigma. Like a, a mm. man in his forties whose childless can pass easily, and nobody will ask him mm. or feel sorry for him for not having conceived. Yeah. Uh, and a woman yeah. will be either, you know, by inference or suggestion, uh, you know, made to, not made to, you know, and, I don't dinner party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really bad but, one. Yeah, it it really kind of where Hunter you Hunter. should actually I'm leave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you <probably gonna> <laughs> be around these yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know that Hollywood, that Hollywood <laughs> yeah. drop again of, of you know, Bridget Jones Diary, or, you know, all those kind of movies that where, you know, it's like, oh, you're single and childless and all that, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that happens more to women, you not know, just to men. But i think what what but that's
0: but that's the point though right yes exactly that's it's, the point yeah, it's that a, the man it, is no, just there's no there's no he doesn't care no, everyone the to the children. he does not care. Exactly. care he didn't on the children in the first place yeah. so no one needs to go are you actually okay exactly. like how do you feel about this can we talk about it yeah and, and, and I, I would say that's
2: it? another way just like not being able to express mm-hmm. not being able to be mm-hmm. vulnerable you know not to be able to be afraid you know not knowing how to communicate any of those normal human challenges men are also not allowed to care whether they have kids or not. Mm. It's just disallowed them because that's seen as a woman's job, not a man's job. So it's one of the, you know, I was, uh, you know, when I was thinking of coming here, the, the, all these costs of being part of the masculine rules, mm. you know, easily fit into that. So these are some of the prices of joining that group. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That I haven't had to pay, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: they were saying also in the article that um one of the reasons maybe these specific men were saying that one of the reasons that men were feeling that childlessness so keenly and that might end up in something like depression or anxiety or addiction is because if they didn't have children so therefore they weren't procreating um, and they weren't so so contributing to society financially maybe in some Um. kind of a way they felt like what am I then? What is my place in society? Yeah. Because
2: Yes, well exactly, because what you know, what you're taught is valuable as a man is to be economically productive, to be domineering, the boss, you know, the leader of the house, the payer of bills, the provider, all of that nonsense idea. And you are to always be sure of everything, always have a solution, never show your sweating, yeah. never show your vulnerability and men therefore are as afraid as any woman is of course they're human they're going to be afraid and unsure and they've no like i was saying earlier no skills or tools to do with that and mm. so that's why in the and ho- in the, in the male hollywood trope you see the main thing that's focused on is that they were economically unproductive they're you know they're 40 odd and they're living in their parents basement they weren't able to get their stuff together and therefore didn't attract a mate or have children yeah mm. so they failed as all o- at all the male yeah, pursuits and that's a lot of pressure for somebody that you've then tied up that they can't be afraid or unsure or have imposter syndrome yeah. or, you know, have self doubt. Like I've seen it in my own family, I've seen it in neighbours and stuff where you, you know, there's really, really insecure people
1: and really afraid of what's expected of them. But for it to change that narrative, it's so threatening to our society western society because at some level we need men to procreate we need men to supposedly this is the, the, what we're being told we need men to program we need to be productive we need to have more children because we're not having enough children at the moment you know and, and we need people to get inside and be more productive because productivity is falling in the west so that, like what's the what's the post that narrative? Like I think we mentioned off camera a little bit about like you don't agree that like gender stereotype or gender uh, quotas are a good idea in in industry in terms of bringing more women into industry. In order to, like how do you start to evolve that from a, a you know modern industrial like complex or whatever?
2: Yeah, well I wouldn't say I don't agree with there being gender quotas necessarily. I put words in your mouth. Yeah, I don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I haven't thought about that specific. Okay concept enough to be able to say one way or the other or think it out in different circumstances but what i don't think is the you know is the mountaintop you know when we've achieved everything and feminism you know can hang up its its tools is is that like there's (laughs) 50 percent women in fortune 500 companies and there's 50 percent women in cabinet and you know like and there and we're still have inequality in, in resources and those 4 to 500 companies are still really controlling government and mm. really stacking the deck in their favour and all the stuff that's happening now under male mm. patriarchal yeah. control if you have the same number of women in there and the same thing's happening is that really what the idea of equality is and equality cannot exist in a vacuum you can't have equal men and equal women, and then poor people, yeah, yeah, yeah. starving people, because yeah, that's yeah. not equality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they can't have equality in some places and not in others. Yeah, it's the truth. So yeah. equality between the genders is it's it's part a part of equality. It's yeah. a laughable concept yeah, 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 yeah. if you don't have generalized equality. Mm. And so then it gets you to thinking: how do you achieve that? And that's m- much more a lofty concept, from my point of view. You know. Yeah. It's to do with, like, some of the things I've thought about is, like, again, you know, you identify the the issues as they are and you highlight them. Mm. And then what is their purpose? Their purpose is to give somebody, people a framework to feel different from each other, to be distracted to be distracted from their fear, mm. to fear, to be part of a power differential where somebody has more power, somebody has less so that you're scrambling yeah. for security. Yeah. So it's a patriarchal system leads everybody running around chasing their tails, mm. not really understanding that their basic human needs for connection aren't being met Yeah, and that somebody over there is wrong and is the reason why I'm not getting my needs met over here yeah. because I was told so. You know, and so you are completely confused that actually you're afraid and you haven't learned how to have resilience and self-soothe and you don't know that being of service is how you do that. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking at a manifesto of what you teach kids, you know, first of all, you can't teach them an aspirational thing without highlighting it as it is. You can't heal mm-hmm. from, you know, a disease if you haven't identified what the hell it is that's wrong with you and then yeah. you come up with it. So you have to call it out like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and then most m- most importantly you call out its purpose, mm-hmm. so it's doing this right. It's hemming you in that you're not allowed to be vulnerable. And it's hemming you in that you always have to be afraid of being attacked and that mm-hmm. you always have to be alluring, and you have to be well. Women have to be everything, don't they? They mm-hmm. now have to be economically productive and thin and beautiful <laughs> and everything. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so so I uh, take the odds for you, yeah. oh <laughs> you know at least you know and, and that's getting like that for men too as far as you can see you know with like beauty standards for men and all that other nonsense yeah.
1: that come along but it's um so it's, it's interesting i see like millennials um this grand idea of millennials the there's there's a lot of people who work who not a, who i work with but people who are in small medium industry enterprise whatever who kind of curse the millennials because they're kind of seen as like uh social butterflies when it comes to work uh they'll kind of like try something for a day and kind of go like oh that's yeah that's not for me it's not it's not self-actualizing whatever they wanted to self-actualize or whatever mm-hmm. their ideal mm-hmm. and uh it's really interesting kind of tying that into this conversation because it kind of shows that you know and kind of what instagram is saying is like you're know, being the architect of your own reality there's a lot more being talked about and, and a lot of people are going to pursue that now i don't know necessarily again like me as a small business owner it's interesting because i'm still attached to a very old ideal you know um that that it, it's very threatening for because it's like who's gonna work you know but it's but it's interesting that people are at least at some level they're beginning to like unplug themselves and kind of go well what is it i'm doing here what is my worth and i'm gonna go out and seek it. and a lot of people like just like everyone mm-hmm. just seems to have gone to Bali, basically do you know or whatever do you know? <laughs> i know there's me. a lot of people are like doing that travel like rather than just doing the the gap year travel that you did but doing that and then seriously pursuing something off the back of it mm-hmm. like yeah. everybody's being becoming a yoga teacher they say sorry you've got a lot of competition mm-hmm. you know do you know it's it, it's kind of there's a positive shift in that way now some of the some of the fallout from it isn't maybe the best but it's interesting to see there's a thought process which has never been there i mean up until five maybe not ten years ago five years ago probably um uh, where yeah. they are entering the working world and they're their, their ideas around self-worth and adding value are just different for themselves. And maybe it's in a selfish way. I think that's what's being being talked about. But maybe actually it, it's for the greater good at some level, because at least it's an exploration of, you know, what it really means to be human. And what, you know, what your
2: purpose is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, is your purpose, as I think I said to you before, and I've talked about this with clients, you know, is your ultimate purpose to because certainly what I was taught was that I should study hard, get good, leave and start, get a good degree. That will secure me a good job and then I'll always have good earning capacity and I'll never have to worry about anything ever again. I'll be able to change my car regularly. Everybody outside will know that I'm doing all right (laughs) (laughs) and that stuff runs deep. Like Mm -hmm. I moved home to the countryside where I grew up where car porn is a big thing. You know, what you drive is a big measure of how Mm -hmm. you're doing and all of that stuff and I could really feel it. I didn't want to be running into my schoolmates.
1: Well, that's weird. Isn't you
2: know, it? and I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and yet I do. What you do. exactly. What so I don't it, it does run deep. And so, you know, I don't know. Like, you get equality, right? You know, men stop raping and attacking and and materially disadvantaging women in every sphere, right? <laughs> you know, like underpaying them and not employing them and all the stuff that happens, right? And women are equally in power. You know, first of all, how do you achieve that? That's not something I think you can practically legislate for. So Mm. that has to come as a consciousness change. Mm. And then that does not suit the patriarchy. It can't suit it because it's based on there being power inequality. Mm. So that everybody feels like they're not enough. Men will never be man enough because their, their humanity will always pull them away from what they're taught as being a man. And women won't be women enough. They'll never be hairless. Yeah. Forever, you know what I mean. <laughs> like the amount of women I have apologising for their stubbly legs when they get up on my plinth. So will ne- you'll never So you're constantly out of deficit, and that's what patriarchy wants, mm. because you're busy being distracted from what's actually important, mm. which is being of service and showing up and having courage and developing and all those things are in that manifesto that you talked about in the mm. last one, which is you know, it, it is is the real living is living in uncertainty and having the resilience and the appetite to kind of grow and improve and all of that. They're human values that don't suit patriarchy mm. mm-hmm. and again, I have to hold hands up, it may well be my ignorance with regard to feminism because I'm not well right on the topic, but but I, I don't see, as I say, on the things that I see in articles in newspaper and the stuff that appears in, in my channels, let's say anybody talking about that broader issue Mm. we just have to make men understand that this should stop raping women
1: yeah
2: you're never going to make a man stop raping women if he doesn't know how to deal with his own humanity Mm. if he has been absolutely imprisoned by this nonsense that he has to walk in a certain way and that he has to be always sure about everything it's going to blow yeah and and then simultaneously being taught that women are to be derided under the current, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. they're, um, they're not worthy. So
0: the shift change, at a basic level. Like fundamentally, the way we raise our kids is not so much about gender neutral stuff or like what is it to be a man or was it to be a woman? It's about what is it to be a human? And can we look at being human as being something that isn't about competition and gain as being the ultimate goals, but being of service as being the ultimate goals. Yeah,
2: because you know and I know people that are that personality type that are very ambitious and love to achieve and create and with that create wealth. Mm -hmm. And that is not a bad thing. That is a gorgeous thing. It's a really dynamic thing, but it's not the only thing. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? We are taught it's the only thing. It's funny, isn't it? It's the only thing of value. And so all the caring professions, you know, uh, child care, elderly care, nursing care, teaching, anything that nourishes the human spirit is barely thrown scraps economically. Mm. And bankers and, you know, um, big business and all that have the lion's share of power. So what is the value system there? The value system there is that only one thing matters. Mm. And this is not about saying that that doesn't matter. Of course, um you know, you need people to create things, you need people to create wealth, but if they emotionally and spiritually and in terms of their value system were taught by example, that that is only for the purpose that there is enough for everybody because we're all the one Mm. thing anyway, Mm -hmm. to bring it right to a spiritual thing, we are all one. So anything else is an illusion and patriarchy serves a great purpose in distracting us and keeping us trapped in infighting and not enoughness Mm -hmm. so I will never be healed because I will be forever a queer you will never be healed because you'll forever be policed from your policing policing myself yeah Yeah, within your own behaviours because you know there's certain things that just aren't allowed for you you similarly and never the train shall meet (laughs) right so you know that's I think why just be dying for people to be talking
1: about you know Yeah, cool. Thank you very much. That's like I feel like that's a a nice kernel, Mm -hmm. a nice thing to end Mm -hmm. up on. It's not like it's not the workbook, no. <laughs>
0: but it's we'll the start that. of the work, I mean, isn't it? We haven't yeah. fixed patriarchy have oh, no. Damn it. You yeah. failed again. In fairness, <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, in your world, I think you have. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Good for you. Loving, lovely, lovely to talk to you and lovely yeah. to meet you, man. Love you. Uh, Thank you. Deadly, we'll see you again, hopefully, um we may get you, hopefully, again, when we have our bigger round table where we bring all of the oh i'd love to yeah yeah uh, would you come fun one. oh my god i'd love to yeah bro, 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 bro. okay that'll Ooh. be fun sometime in january hopefully when we get to put that together yeah as we said diaries are tough we're gonna manage eight diaries for that one or something like that yeah. um, i don't know how many microphones anyway <laughs> yeah. thank you guys for watching thank you and uh i hope you enjoyed it i hope um you you got some insight into what maybe if you can you can begin to kind of like do in your own lives as regards to opening up the conversation around patriarchy and and uh and, and beginning to kind of like self-examine and reflect and, and start to talk to your friends and families as well Um, hopefully it's all grist to the mill so uh, in the meantime please like and subscribe post your comments um, and we'll try and get any any info you have to to kevin or any questions you have to kevin
0: and um, if you want to support us you can go to our patreon page ooh, yes you
1: can yeah absolutely see you can little. see our little silly video and uh, yeah give us some money so we can build our little dreams <laughs> <laughs> thanks bye <laughs>